This is Jason Holleran. I proudly served for 33 years, culminating as the Deputy Commandant at West Point. Put this on your calendar. World War II weekend inside Old Bethpage Village Restoration on Long Island. Scores of operational vintage armor in formation May 18th and 19th. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman invites you to join him in saluting America's greatest generation and all those who have worn the uniform in defense of our freedoms. That's May 18th and 19th, presented by the Museum of American Armor. In the squadron, they called him Bullets, but we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Not today. Greg Kelly away. Uh, he'll be back with uh, all of you, same time, same place, on Monday for Labor Day. Uh, this is yours truly, Curtis Lee, was set to take you the rest of the way to 3 o'clock. And uh, obviously, I differ politically from Greg Kelly on some issues. Let me define myself for all of you out there. As I critique uh, the war cry made by President Joe Biden yesterday outside Independence Hall in Philadelphia last night to a national audience in which uh, he basically declared war against MAGA Republicans. I am a Republican. Uh, No one has ever accused me of being a MAGA Republican. I'm not. I'm not a Bidenite. Uh, And in fact, I fancy myself as being an independent and autonomous thinker. I like to process a lot of information and make choices based on what I think are in the best interests of the country. At one point, I was the chairman of the New York State Reform Party, so I dealt with uh, Democrats and Republicans who wanted a third line to run in New York State elections. And quite frankly, uh, I'll never forget doing interviews in which they kissed my tuchus, called me chairman, and lied and lied and lied because they just wanted a third line. Uh, that line was eliminated by Andrew Evilized Cuomo in his war against third parties. And so when I had to make a choice of what I would become, it was clear to me that the Republicans were the choice and not the Democrats, especially because of the law and order issues. Democrats appeared to me to be pro-criminal. Uh, and uh, Republicans definitely law and order. But I didn't choose them because of Trump, and obviously I didn't reject the Democrats uh, because of Biden, because by the time that I became a Republican, uh, Joe Biden wasn't even a thought in terms of running for the presidency of the United States, or as the narrative he told us, sitting there watching Charlottesville, and suddenly he decided... He was going to be mobilized to run for the presidency, something that he tried many times before. So let's just clarify who I am, what positions I have taken. Different than Greg Kelly in many instances, but as an open-minded, independent thinker, I was horribly offended by what our president did last night outside of Independence Hall especially in a very contentious election. And I am one who believes that Joe Biden won the election. Vice President Harris is uh, was the duly elected vice president. I disagree with many of my fellow Republicans who feel the election was stolen. But then again, I, run as the, I ran as the Republican candidate for New York City against Eric Adams and had a lot of Trumpers who were supporting me. So let's put all of that aside. I want to first take us all back the inauguration of January 20th with the National Guard posted everywhere around our nation's capital to make sure that there wouldn't be a second uh, January 6th attack. There was almost nobody who showed up. 
So everybody paid attention to what the newly elected President Joe Biden had to say to a nation that was clearly divided. Today, on this January day, my whole soul is in this, bringing America together, uniting our people, uniting our nation. Okay. I like those words, and I think there were quite a few people out there that were hoping that he could do that. Somehow he could mend the divide, bring all Americans together. Uh, you always give uh, a president, no matter who they are, an opportunity to put their agenda into full effect because they were elected by the people. They make certain promises on the campaign trail, then when they deliver on their promises, well, that's what they campaigned on. They got elected on that. And then, obviously, they're expected to deliver. On this, though, he really never delivered. Increasingly, as time went on, he kept feeding the beast and wanting to divide our country more and more. It became very apparent this past Tuesday when he was in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, the battleground state, talking about public safety throughout the United States that has been out of sight, out of mind for Joe Biden and his administration And he decided uh, to take on the MAGA Republicans by talking about a fight. You may have remembered it was Barack Obama at one point who said, you don't bring a knife to a knife fight, you bring a gun. It's almost like uh, jets and sharks, like bloods and crips, like it's going to be some kind of gang battle. Well, that was then. That was uh, during the era of Obama. And he cited, you know, Chicago street politics, uh, which uh, Democrat to Democrat oftentimes resulted in recruiting gang members to get out your vote because there's no Republican presence whatsoever in the city of Chicago. And look at the results. We'll talk about that later on with uh, Mayor Lightfoot, a.k.a. Lightweight, accusing Governor Abbott of being a racist because he's sending illegal aliens from across the border into Texas on the Greyhound to a sanctuary city, Chicago, that already has a lot of illegal aliens in a lot of those communities. But I digress. Let's go back to Wilkes-Barre. It was this Tuesday, August 30th. This had nothing at all to do with public safety, but sort of gave us an idea of what the president was going to talk to the nation about outside of Independence Hall in Philadelphia last night when he told MAGA Republicans, you better bring an F-15 to this fight. And for those brave right-wing Americans who say it's all about keeping keeping America's independent and safe, if you want to fight against the country, you need an F-15. You need something a little more than a gun. No, I'm not joking. Think about this. Think about the rationale we use. He's not joking. An F-15 said that this past Tuesday in Wilkes-Barre. Now, does this mean that he was taking a shot at our own Greg Kelly, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Greg Kelly, who uh, was flying flights uh, over Iraq during the no-fly zone himself, who has said that that war in Iraq against Saddam Hussein was a complete disaster, a made-up war for weapons of mass destruction that we're still looking for. I concur with Greg Kelly on that. One of the worst disasters in the history of America, led by Dick Cheney and Bush 43, uh, Tony Blair, the world united to crush Saddam Hussein, not responsible for the attack of 9-11, the 21st anniversary coming up. But poll after poll at that time, and Cheney didn't mind, indicated that Americans felt that Saddam Hussein was behind the attack of 9-11, even though he was at odds with al-Qaeda and Osama bin Laden. But again, I, I, I digress. 
So from the inauguration to Wilkes-Barre and telling MAGA Republicans to get an F-15 if they're going to fight, wasn't even nine months. What happened to that uh, peace, love, and happiness, us and we, not I and me? And then all of a sudden, his spokesperson, his brand-new spokesperson, happens to be uh, a woman who grew up locally on Long Island, Nassau County, and Hempstead, who said something that completely defies logic. In fact, it's an attack on everything that we've ever known America to be. And, again, we see majority of Americans who disagree. And so when you are not with where majority of Americans are, then, you know, that is extreme. That is an extreme way of thinking. Now, let me get this straight. When you are not with what the majority of Americans are for, you're an extremist. Um, Madam Spokesperson, uh, if I could educate you for a moment, there was a time that most Americans were not for civil rights. So I guess if you were for civil rights for African-American people, you were an extremist. There was a time in our history that most Americans, when polled, were not for women's rights or women having the right to vote. So I guess uh, then you are an extremist if you represent a minority. We're not a democracy. We're a republic that allows minorities to be heard, that allows minorities to be able to organize, that allows minorities to be able to use legislative methods in order to prevent a pure democracy, because a pure democracy means the majority rules whatever the majority wants, the majority gets, whether it's Republicans or Democrats. That's not the basis of America. There was a time that uh, the majority of Americans were opposed uh, to gays uh, having equality in terms of being recognized. That's right. Uh, There was the Defense of the Marriage Act. Put into place by Bill and Hillary Clinton, supported by Chuck Schumer, supported by other Democrats, including Barack Obama. I didn't support it then. Uh, Now, all of a sudden, it is the law of the land. So I guess at that point, when America was opposed to gays and lesbians getting married, that that should have been, uh, that should have triumphed, according. Could could I hear once again uh, what the spokesperson for uh, the. Joe Biden administration had to say that if you're in the minority, then you're in the extreme. And again, we see majority of Americans who disagree. And so when you are not with where majority of Americans are, then, you know, that is extreme. That is an extreme way of thinking. I guess that would also apply to the DSA, Democrat Socialists of America, that are led by Bernie, the Altacaca Sanders. His protege is AOC, all our crazy Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, leader uh, regionally of the Democratic Socialists of America's Justice Warriors. I, I would guess she's equating it the same, but she's not. Then, actually, I wanted to hear what the President of the United States was saying last night outside of Independence Hall in Philadelphia, because uh, every preview was that he was de- de- going to declare war against MAGA Republicans, But first, he gave basic salutations and greetings. My fellow Americans, please, if you have a seat, take it. I speak to you tonight from sacred ground in America, Independence Hall in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, 
This is where America made its declaration of independence to the world more than two centuries ago with an idea unique among nations. That's right, the Declaration of Independence and what I most remember in my history classes, because back when I was a young whippersnapper, history was a priority subject and no longer is. Uh, I was told that there was Ben Franklin, one of the signers of the Declaration of Independence in Philadelphia and across the Delaware. In Trenton, the royal lord governor was his son. His son was given orders by the King of England upon hearing that the colonies had declared independence, that his job was to cross the Delaware by any means necessary, find his own father and hang him from the nearest tree to prove his loyalty. And the governor of uh, New Jersey, of Trenton, as we know it now, the son of uh, Benjamin Franklin, tried to do it by all means. Eventually, ironically, uh, the United States colonies superseded. We were an independent nation. And when given an opportunity to free his son in chains and shackles as a loyal colonialist to the Brits, to the king, to the Union Jack, to his credit, Benjamin Franklin said, no, keep him in jail. Our number is one 800 This is the Greg Kelly Show. one 800 There is a panoply of cuts from last night's speech in which clearly President Joe Biden, in order to benefit in the polls, decided to cut all ties and to declare war once and for all against MAGA Republicans who voted against him in the last presidential election. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Yes, it is. But Greg is away today. He'll be back Labor Day on Monday to once again resume his conversation with all of you. So uh, I'm substituting yours truly, Curtis Lee. Well, I'm not in complete harmony with the views taken by Greg Kelly, uh, nor should I be. You don't want everybody sounding uh, the exact same way. I fancy myself as a independent free agent at times. I like to listen to all the arguments from left to right and then come to my own conclusions. But last night, after listening to our president, Joe Biden, declare war on the MAGA Republicans, on the steps of Independence Hall in Philadelphia. It's almost like he was uh, signing a war memorandum against anywhere from, what, 30, 35% of our population who uh, would proudly uh, declare themselves to be MAGA Republicans. And then there's the ultra-MAGA Republicans who I've met. But after the salutations and greetings that I already played to sort of kick off the event, man, he went right down to it, Joe Biden did, and he said, I want to be very clear with all of you and very upfront. I want to be very clear, very clear up front. <clears throat> not every Republican, not even the majority of Republicans are MAGA Republicans. Not every Republican embraces their extreme ideology. I know because I've been able to work with these mainstream Republicans. But there's no question that the Republican Party today is dominated, driven, and intimidated by Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans. And that is a threat to this country. So there it is. 
basically said, if you're with Trump, if you're a MAGA Republican, you are the enemy. There is no coming back to the center. There is no way we can amend this uh, division, as he stated he would upon his inauguration back in January 20th. Remember, it's not even nine months. (laughs) He's decided, to hell with peace. My poll numbers were dropping when I wasn't even talking about this. Notice, I'm starting to talk about this. My poll numbers are going up. It's all about the politics. To hell to the rest of us out here. It's all about the politics, maintaining power. It has nothing to do with who's right or wrong. And by the way, uh, in advance of this speech, the spokesperson for the White House said, if you happen to be part of a minority, then you are an extremist. How the hell she could say something like that? A minority woman, a woman who is Haitian-American, put aside her politics. At some time in uh, our history, a minority of all minorities, and yet given the equality to be able to be heard, never just stamped on and said, well, you're just a minority. You can't be heard. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. But then uh, the president of the United States decided to say that MAGA Republicans do not respect the Constitution. MAGA Republicans do not respect the Constitution. They do not believe in the rule of law. They do not recognize the will of the people. They refuse to accept the results of a free election. And they're working right now, as I speak, in state after state, to give power to decide elections in America to partisans and cronies, empowering election deniers to undermine democracy itself. Imagine that. To suddenly blanketly indict MAGA Republican supporter of former President Donald Trump as not believing in the Constitution. Oh, that's really going to heal divisions. And then uh, he said something that Anybody who went through that period of time after George Floyd was killed in the streets of South Minneapolis by the Minneapolis police, and we saw Black Lives Matter and Antifa arm-in-arm in demonstrations that oftentimes led to looting and shooting, he made a statement that seemed to imply that the only violence is a one-sided uh, street and that there are no two sides to the road of violence. So I want to say this plain and simple. There is no place for political violence in America, period, none, ever. Never heard him say that during the rioting and looting of Antifa and Black Lives Matter. Remember, when asked about Antifa that I battled with, any of you who know Curtis Lee would know that in the summer of 2020, when the cops were ordered to retreat from the streets of Midtown Manhattan and Lower Manhattan, On the orders of Comrade Bill de Blasio, the part-time mayor, the dope from Park Slope, Uh, the only thing standing between law and order and anarchy was myself and the Guardian Angels, and we battled Antifa and Black Lives Matter two nights in a row. You remember the images. Macy's and Herald Square, largest department store in America, was boarded up with plywood because they knew the attackers were coming and the police were told to do nothing. Well, we stood out there, we battled them, We never surrendered. We never retreated. I had my uh, jaw busted, uh, and a number of guardian angels were seriously injured. We know who the violators were, Black Lives Matter and Antifa. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. 
And then he went on to say that more Americans uh, reject Magna than accept them. There are far more Americans, far more Americans, from every, from every background of belief, who reject the extreme Magna ideology than those that accept it. Now, what does that mean? So if you're in the minority, based on the analytics, that you, your word should not be heard? The history of America is replete with those who did not have the majority of the votes who continue to be heard, who continue to organize, who continue to go out there and register voters and win local elections and county elections and state elections and then eventually federal elections. Is he somehow suggesting because there are more Democrats in America than Republicans that Republicans have no voice, especially those Republicans who identify themselves as MAGA Republicans? And what about all the independents? The increasing number of people who register to vote who are hipsters and millennials and younger do not register either as uh, Democrats or Republicans. They register as independents or unaffiliated. When does their voice get to be heard? Uh, I guess because uh, they are not funded by the government. They don't have conventions that taxpayers pay for. Their voices should not be heard either. And if all of a sudden they speak up against the majority, in this case the Democrats, they would be considered extremists. Bull feathers, bull feathers. That's not America. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-9222. When we return to the Greg Kelly Show, we'll certainly go to your phone calls, but we'll also go to more of the cuts that drip from the lips of our wartime president, Joe Biden, who decided to announce war against MAGA Republicans last night in Philly. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Greg away today. He'll be back with all of you on Monday. Yours truly, Curtis Lee, was set to take you the rest of the way to 3 o'clock. Now, the Artemis One countdown is underway and NASA is expecting tomorrow to be the launch at what they call Cape Kennedy, I refer to as a kid, and that's the way it was for me, the Mercury space flights, the Apollo space flights, Cape Canaveral. So based on what uh, President Joe Biden said yesterday outside of Independence Hall last night in Philly declaring war on MAGA Republicans, uh, can MAGA Republicans show up and watch the space launch with a lot of other Americans and tourists who uh, sometimes will pack up their station wagons, head down to Cape Kennedy and watch that magnificent space launch? By the way, three dummies in the space launch, uh, mannequins and God knows uh, some kind of a doll in there. No, no humans yet. Fifty years later, we're back in the race for space to land on the moon again. You would think this is a uniter, remember? Apollo 11, 1969, the summer of Woodstock, right? The, the astronauts, Neil Armstrong, first man to land and walk on the moon. It brought the nation together, right? Can you imagine if all of a sudden um, NASA, which is a federal agency, said, you know, MAGA people, if you fly a MAGA flag or a Trump flag and you happen to be out there watching the space flight uh, in the outward grounds of Cape uh, Kennedy in Florida, you have to remove yourselves because... You're not real Americans. But, hey, illegal aliens can watch it. Uh, you know, tourists from other countries can watch it, but you can't. It's almost gotten to that point. Anyway, let's go to the phones. Rob from Secaucus, your turn to be heard here on The Great Kelly Show, Rob. Curtis, how are you? I got to tell you, 
I don't know what kind of city it is when they got a guy like Curtis Sliwa who has a history of protecting that city with his life in many cases, goes in, fights in the streets against Antifa during the marching orders that de Blasio allowed for a police stand-down for a manufactured riot that never would have happened if one-fourth of the police department would have stepped in and tried to do something about it. Well, I know why this is going on, and it's called it, – it, it has a name now, finally. It's called mass formation psychosis. There's a Dr. Matthias Desmet and a Dr. Robert Malone uh, talking about this. You, you can't get them on Google because Google has already censored it. You have to go to no, Rumble. No, no, Rob, Rob, what I've always been – is independent and autonomous. I believe in total free speech. Everybody has a right to be heard. If you're in the minority, spokesperson for the White House said, if you're in the minority, you're an extremist. I, I cannot believe that in the America we've grown up with, with so many minority points of view, we used to have, we, we still have, we have John Birch's. Remember John Birch's said, oh, if you put, uh, uh, if you put fluoride in the water, it's a communist plot. They had a right to be heard. I rejected that. A lot of other people did. Now there's not enough water in the reservoirs of America to even have the fluoride because it's shrinking capacity every day. We can talk about that at another time, another occasion. But there always has been room for, quote, whatever you want to call extremist point of views. The American Communist Party of Gus Hall. He used to have a little dacha and Yonkers grow tomatoes. They ran candidates and still do for the presidency of the United States. This is nonsense that minorities somehow are extremists. Yeah, well, a minority today may be the majority tomorrow. So what does that mean? Anyway, our number is 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Sharon in the Bronx. Your turn to be heard here on The Greg Kelly Show, Sharon. Afternoon. Um, I've always listened to you over the years, but right now you sound mega light to me. You sound like you're defending them without really defending them. Oh, I don't understand. You you heard the president last night. Uh, he de- he declared war on MAGA Republicans. I'm not a MAGA Republican, but you think that's right? He declared war. He declared war. I think he's describing what he what we're all. I don't know that I would characterize that as war, declaring war. Okay, all right. Wouldn't it have been, if he wanted to go after MAGA, a minority of Americans, wouldn't it have made sense to go after Black Lives Matter and Antifa that attacked police, that burnt down buildings, that pillaged and robbed and looted? Uh, Do you think maybe he should have mentioned uh, those extremists, Sharon? Yes. Okay. All types of lawlessness should be called out and dealt with. Right, but notice, Sharon, he had eyes only for MAGA. And by the way, whenever individuals in the Democratic Party were asked about Antifa, my enemies, I battled them in the streets with the Guardian Angels, uh, if it was Gerald the Whale Nadler who recently won his Democratic primary to stay in the House for life, this guy is a poster child for term limits, He said, oh, it's only an ideology. The FBI director, Ray, oh, it's only an ideology. Uh, Joe Biden, it's only an ideology. Well, guess what? They broke my jaw. 
An ideology broke my jaw. An ideology was attacking people. An ideology was looting, was uh, vandalizing, was taking spray paint and putting up all cops are bastards, all cops are bitches, F the police. Oh, that's only an ideology, right? No, there's a, a real problem. And, and then that's why I'm saying that you can't just be so extreme in your characterization either because people don't know where to turn for actual but truth Sharon, anymore. Sharon, I am not a MAGA Republican. But I, I accept minorities within America, whether it's by race, by ethnic group, by politics. They have a right to be heard. It's what America is about. I, this, this concept that all of a sudden you're an extremist if you're a minority is against the whole reason that America was formed so that minorities could be heard. So that if you were of a religious minority, you could be hurt. Perfect example. Why did Jews come to America to seek sanctuary? Because in many countries of origin where they were born, they were run out. They were killed. Or they had to convert. Or it was off with their heads. And yet they are minority religion in America. And they have equality. They're not called an extremist religion. I mean, just start extrapolating this. As much as I don't like Black Lives Matter, and I don't because they become big, large mansions, they have a right to exist. Antifa has a right to exist. I don't like them. We need them to go under surveillance because they promote violence. They promote desecration. They promote the overthrow of America. But they have a right to be heard. Once you start this and you say, well, MAGA Republicans, they're a minority, they're extremists. Well, excuse me, where does that end? Let's go to Mike in New Jersey. Your turn to be heard here on the um, Kelly Show. Hey, Curtis, how are you? The person that just spoke and people like her are the ones that are do as I say, not as I do, people. Um, real quick, I, I partied with you at the Fun House in 1983. Anyway, what I want to say is that I think Biden and that Jean-Pierre girl just shot themselves in the foot by what they said the other night. Because remember, Hillary said a basket of deplorable. And where did that get her? You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's sad what we're going well, through. Well, Mike, Mike, this is the problem. You know that these statements have been made after uh, polling has been done, intensive polling by the Democrats. They've probably turned to the president, who probably had to be reminded three or four times of their findings, that if, uh, if you are just going to continue on as president uh, on your agenda uh, Democrats are going to lose in the midterm elections because of inflation, because the, the Americans of all different backgrounds, of all different uh, politics and stripes uh, are just not happy where the country is. So you have to you need to heal. It's just like in wrestling, Mike. You need to heal. And the president has been told the heel is the MAGA Republicans. Keep focusing on that, because the more you attack them, the more Trump rears up. And then says stupid stuff like he said the other day. I'm looking for pardons for all the January 6th insurgents. Blanket pardons. What? And then all of a sudden, because of the interview that Zucker gave to Musclehead Joe Rogan, in which he said the FBI had approached him and said, you really don't want to have anything to do with the uh, Hunter Biden laptops. You know, make it go away. You know, file it way, way down in uh, Facebook logging to where... You make it very difficult for people to find it. I appreciate him revealing that now, but 
that's not a reason to have a redo of the election. We'll never know if people's minds would have been changed if all the national media had been covering uh, what turned out to be the truth on the part of uh, Rudy Giuliani and his former police commissioner, Bernard Garrick, who uh, were provided the two laptops of Hunter Biden at the fix-it shop outside of Wilmington. Remember, they were directed by then-Attorney General Barr of the uh, Trump administration to bring it to the U.S. Attorney's Office in Pittsburgh. Uh, They did nothing with it. The Delaware State Police, they did nothing with it. To the FBI, they did nothing with it. So Rudy was right. Bernard Carrick was right. They deserve apologies. But I don't think we extrapolate from that that, in fact, all of a sudden that was carried nationwide. That would have swung the election. You don't have a re-election. We're soon going to have another election. Remember, it takes two years to gear up for another presidential election. And already candidates are like, all of a sudden, they're like horses. You know, they're, they're in their walking stage. They're schmitzing. They're, they're getting ready. It looks like Trump, if he wants the Republican nomination, will probably have it. Biden, <laughs> he claims he's going to run. <laughs> you know all the Democrats are licking their chops from Pretty Boy Newsom in California. To booty shake, booty shake, booty shake, booty shake. To giggles, <laughs> Harris. They're all licking their chops. They all know that Joe Biden can't handle another four years. So, hey, the race is already underway. It hasn't been officially announced, but to have a redo of the election now. So, look, all Trump does is throw gasoline on the fire. All the country does is have a rerun in their minds of the election. Biden versus Trump. Instead of talking about all the issues now that are not playing well for the Democrats, except for the repeal of Roe v. Wade, which without a doubt is getting a lot of women to get politically engaged who might not have been politically engaged, especially amongst independents, which are the growing number of voters out there. Men, independents are pretty much remain the same in poll after poll. But notice the differential. A. Women vote more than men. There are more women in America than men. If you lose the women's vote, you will lose the national election, and you might lose the midterm elections. Yeah, you might. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Sydney in New York. Your turn to be heard on The Great Kelly Show. Hello. Yes, Sydney. I, I, I agree with everything you said recently uh, just now on the air, but I want to make a point. A point is that many times you find when somebody wants to attack the other side, they, he everything he said, everything you quoted him, Biden and his party are guilty of exactly that. They are the ones guilty of of being anti-democratic, anti-constitutional anti the United States. They're the ones guilty. So it's it's so, you know, ridiculous. I'm sorry to say, but it's a little bit like in World War Two when the Germans, you know, they said such ridiculous things that you keep saying it again and again and again and again, and people start to say, you know, believe it, even if it's ridiculous. Well, I, I think, Sydney, if we go way back to World War II, we know there were sympathizers uh, of the Nazis of Hitler who were involved with Bunts all throughout America. Sympathizers of Benito Mussolini. They packed 18,000 Italian brown shirts and others. 
into the old Madison Square Garden at 50th and 8th for a rally. And then all of a sudden, uh, they became extremists against America when we went to war. But they had a right to be heard. They had a right to be heard. Up until the point where the Japanese attacked us in Pearl Harbor and then a few days later, Adolf Hitler, because it was part of the plan, declared war on America. So remember that. Who amongst us is going to be say to say determine what can be heard and what can't be heard? Who can congregate? Who can't congregate? The history of America is, if you want to, if you want to project that somebody is an extremist or represents an extreme point of view, they still have a right to gather, to have a rally, to be heard. The moment you start limiting Americans' rights. It's a slippery slope. It doesn't end. And I don't trust politicians. I don't trust Democrats or Republicans because they all act like they're, they're always doing it for us. You know, they always they hold the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. They're always doing it for us. They're not. They're doing it to stay in power, to serve their own agenda that may not be in the best interest of all of Americans. So then you go out and you try to defeat them at the ballot box. But this notion that if you happen to be a minority and you're a MAGA Republican, look, I have enough MAGA Republicans calling me a, a rhino Republican. That's their right. It's their right. They want to call me a rhino Republican. I don't mind being a rhinoceros. In the jungle, it's considered a very fierce animal, I might add. Uh, they weren't calling me Bambi in the middle of hunting season wearing a orange fluorescent vest because I was shaking from all the hunters that were out to shoot me. They want to call me a rhino? Call me a rhino. I am what I am. I'm an American. I'm an independent free thinker. I look at each and every example of what's taking place, and then I try to come to a conclusion. I'm not lockstep with anybody out there because I don't trust politicians. This is not Greg Kelly talking. This is Curtis Slewa. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Not today. Greg will be back with all of you on Monday. It's yours truly. Curtis Lee was set to take you the rest of the way, 3 o'clock in the next hour. We're going to speak of Limigre, Immigration and Naturalization Service, ICE. Greg Abbott putting the illegals on the Greyhound, pounding the hound in D.C., New York, and now Chi-Town, where he's being called a racist by the missing in action mayor, Lightfoot, a.k.a. Lightweight who can't control the crime problem, and like our mayor here in New York City, Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, decides to raise the roof at night and be the mayor of nightlife in Chi-Town. Anyway, let's go back to the phones. Uh, uh, let's go to Rich in New Jersey. Your turn to be heard here on the Greg Kelly Show, Rich. Yeah, you know, good afternoon, sir. This is, my, this is the point I want to make. <clears throat> it's it becomes it's very difficult for me, and it's got to be difficult for everybody to listen to the president of the United States telling us about the soul of a nation. When you look at this man, his reputation, his personal reputation, the way he raised his children, what he's done to his children, the way he's um, conducted himself uh, in office, his, the accusations of sexual harassment. How can a man like that get in front of an, the audience, the United the American people, and talk about the soul of a nation? Rich, you find that, Rich, come on, you find that odd? How many of our presidents have come before the nations as a fake, phony, fraudulent hypocrite 
and tell us about values that they themselves don't even believe in. They don't follow. Uh, they oftentimes are prisoners of consultants. We know the weaknesses and the Achilles heels of Joe Biden. Right now, he is impaired. Uh, he should not be the president uh, after uh, these four years, if he can make it through four years. But no matter what his sons are or what his family members are, man, I take it way back. FDR, the Kennedys, the age of Camelot, we were told, oh, this is God's gift to America. The Kennedys, right? The most debaucherous, dysfunctional, crooked family that has ever existed in politics. And we believe that propaganda because, oh, it's, it's the age of Camelot. Just don't believe the propaganda. I don't believe the propaganda about Trump. I don't believe the propaganda about Biden. I like to do the research for myself. I realize that in everybody's life, including my own, there's the good, the bad, the ugly. We'd only like you to know about the good. You think I'd like you to know about the bad and the ugly in my life? Of course not. That's what you have journalists for. They're supposed to go out there and... And dig up everybody's bones and then let you, the American public, make an assessment on your own. But forget the personalities. Forget what they're doing in their personal life. Last night, our commander-in-chief declared war against MAGA Republicans. I mean, how the hell do you do that and bring the country together? And then completely discard Black Lives Matter, Antifa, and the radical extremists on the On the Democratic side, the DSA, Democratic Socialists of America, who themselves, they view themselves as extremists. They say, we're not mainstream Democrats. We're not your conventional Democrats. We're not the Democrats of your mother and father's uh, era or your grandparents' era. They don't mind being called extremists. But slowly but surely, they're eating their way into the fabric of the Democratic Party. Look at Bernie the Altacaca Sanders. He's never been a Democrat. It's been an independent. He'll tell you, I'm a socialist. I'm not a Democrat. Hillary Rodham Clinton and the powers to be allowed Bernie the Altacaca Sanders to uh, run in the Democratic primary for the presidency because they didn't figure he had any opportunity at all. And they didn't want it just to be a clean sweep where the superdelegates would make the determination and then Hillary would basically be whisked to victory and win all the, the Caucasoid conventions out there in which they count uh, colonels, they count uh, golf balls, they count uh, actual ballots. So they say, hey, yeah, throw him in. He's got no shot. Well, guess what? They let him in, and now they're eating up the soul of the Democratic Party. And in a lot of places around the country, they out-hustle, they out-work, they go door-to-door, they put boots on the ground, they're engaged with young people, moderate Democrats are not, and they're winning elections. Now, when you win elections, it doesn't mean you continue to win elections. Eventually, when people have an opportunity to sample your product of democratic socialism, they may not be that enamored. Anyway, let's go to Hannah in Brooklyn. Your turn to be heard here on The Great Kelly Show, Hannah. Hi. I just wanted to say you're damn right. Women are going to show up for the elections this year. I'm 31 years old, and my mother had more rights for me with her body than I do now. We are going to show up, and if you lose a woman's vote, you're losing this election. Oh, there's no doubt. Look, every election. Why did Donald Trump surprisingly beat Hillary Rodham Clinton when poll after poll said that although he was closing in the final days and months of the campaign, he was going to lose? It's because unexpectedly, 
white suburban educated women broke for Donald Trump in the end and not for Hillary Rodham Clinton. That's why he won in 2016. The reason he lost in 2020 is that the same white suburban women that had broke for him in the last 10 days of the campaign against Hillary broke for Joe Biden. And I know a lot of you out there, you want to believe, no, they stole the election. No, no, no. Joe Biden won the election. Vice President Harris won the election. If you're uh, strong Republicans, you want to win the midterms. And you got to stop the decline now as we talk all about Mar-a-Lago. We talk about Trump. He likes that. We talk about Joe Biden going to war against MAGA Republicans. The Democrats love that. And so what are we not talking about? The issues that the Democrats are a dollar short and a day late on, which is strengthening the Democrats and weakening the Republicans. Transform your home in one weekend with paint from Menards. Get a paint that combines durability and gorgeous color. Dutch Boys DuraClean Interior Paint and Primer in One offers Stay Clean technology, making your home stay beautiful and clean longer. And with Dutch Boys Easy Opening Smooth Pouring Container, transforming your home has never been easier. Save big money on Dutch Boy paints and head into Menards to get your paint project started today. Save big money at Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. No Greg Kelly today. Instead, it's yours truly, Curtis Sliwa. And we're not clones of one another. No, no, no. Everybody has their own points of view, their own value system. Uh, I choose to be a free agent, independent and autonomous, although I'm a registered Republican. I've been told by my governor in New York, Holcomb, uh, to uh, pack my bags and leave and go to Florida, I will not adhere to uh, the uh, the commands of crime wave Kathy Holcomb, who wants uh, anyone in opposition to leave to go to DeSantis land freedom. I uh, I instead believe improve, don't move. Others who decide to leave, hey, uh, we, we wish you no harm. If it's a better way of life, that's that's the American dream. But to others who are warriors, you stay, you fight for what you know is right. And see, that's that's become uh, our state in New York, a sanctuary state, a sanctuary city for illegals. And to rock ribbed all Americans uh, who have paid their taxes, who have put their kids through school, but object to democratic control and say it's stifling. It's uh, not fair. It treats illegal aliens better than it does homegrown and birthed Americans. Well, to all of you, Governor Crime Wave Holcomb says, go to Florida. See if you have that cut there. I'd love to be able to uh, uh, once again play that because it is synonymous to what is being said in a lot of blue states uh, across America. Uh, pretty boy Gus Newsom, who would like to become the Democratic nominee to run for president of the United States, uh, he has pretty much uh, said uh, likewise to uh, his citizens, hey, you don't like it, hit the road, Jack. Uh, but remember, don't go to Texas because that is the epicenter of mass shootings. And don't go to Florida. You don't want to go to DeSantis land. Just stay here in California where we are a sanctuary state. We have sanctuary cities. And, in fact, more illegal aliens congregate in California than in any other state of the nation. Let's see if we can go to the governor of New York, crime wave Kathy Hochul, who recently told five and a half million registered Republicans, I happen to be one of them, pack your bags 
and go live in DeSantis land. And we're here to say that the era of Trump and Zeldin and Molinaro, just jump on a bus and head down to Florida where you belong, okay? Get out of town. Get out of town. Because you, re- you don't represent our values. You are not New Yorkers. Our values. Like, uh, there's only one value system. It's like, uh, what about if you're a free thinker? If you're independent, uh, you're a free agent. What about if you don't like the fact... The New York State is now a sanctuary, has been for quite some time, uh, as has New York City. You know, a lot of people don't realize uh, that in New York City, we have been a sanctuary city ever since Ed Koch was mayor. We were a sanctuary city during Dinkins, during the uh, time of Mike Kumbadicic, Rudy Giuliani, during Michael Bloomberg, versus uh, during uh, Comrade Bill de Blasio, the part-time mayor, the dope from Park Slope. We were a sanctuary state even when Governor George Pataki was in charge as the Republican governor for 12 years and was a sanctuary state long before George Pataki. And when you look across the Hudson to New Jersey, they've been a sanctuary state and uh, a series of sanctuary cities that predates even Shamu El Jefe, Chris Christie, who thinks he's going to become the next uh, Republican nominee to become president of the United States over my dead body. You had your shot when the pig farmers from Iowa, where there are more pigs than people, came to drum thwack it. They begged you and your olive oil wife. They said, no, no, if you run for the Republican nomination, we will bankroll you with all the ethanol money we can raise. And... Shabu El Jefe, Chris Christie, remember, said no, no. He thought he would be the vice presidential candidate for Mitt Romney, who was running against Barack Obama. But uh, Mitt Romney said, psych, I don't want you on the ticket. I want this uh, congressman of no consequence from Wisconsin, Ryan. Oh, yeah, that was a great addition. Yeah, right, right. But anyway, uh, I digress. Let's talk about the matter at hand. Illegal aliens pouring into our country, invading America. There's no other way of describing it. Now, pretty boy Gus Newsom in California, the Democrat who wants to be president, he welcomes them and has for years. Uh, California has been a sanctuary for illegal aliens, and they have the most illegal aliens of any state in the nation. Arizona, no. New Mexico, yes, Democratic uh, governor, they welcome illegal aliens. Texas, Republican governor, no. But Texas, uh, with uh, Governor Greg Abbott, has decided they are going to spearhead the effort of saying, not in our backyard, that all America has to take responsibility for the illegal aliens who are pouring through the border especially from uh, Nuevo Laredo across the bridge, the Rio Grande to Laredo, from Juarez into El Paso, and from all other points of entry, that since they're pouring into Texas and we have to house them and feed them and clothe them and keep them here, why not disperse them to other parts of the country that, unlike Texas, are sanctuary states and sanctuary cities? Makes a lot of sense to me. So he began the process by putting the illegal aliens on the Greyhound, and they pounded the hound to Washington, D.C. Why Washington, D.C.? It had nothing to do with the mayor there. That's a federal city. It had all to do with Papa Chulo, Joe Biden. Remember in the presidential election against President uh, Donald Trump at the time, 
Uh, former Vice President Joe Biden said, who's your daddy? To the rest of Central and South America and the West Indies and Caribbean, he said, in all Spanish language uh, publications on Telemundo and Univision, which have international divisions, he stared into the camera and essentially said, uh, like Pedro Martinez said years ago as the Dominican pitcher for the Red Sox against the Yankees, who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? And actually, everybody in Central and South America and the West Indies and Caribbean who wanted to come into America, who wouldn't, said, you are, Papa Chulo, you are. And they actually, remember, had shirts on that said Joe Biden for president. He's our Papa Chulo. How can we forget that? And his promise was, when I become president, we will open up the gates. We will not finish the wall. And you can come pouring in. All you got to do is claim asylum. So they all know this. Even if they're poor and impoverished, even if many of them have not had education, they can't read or write, they know one thing. When you cross the border and you're grabbed by Limigre, Immigration and Naturalization, ICE, you declare that you are an asylum seeker. And it's like Monty Hall, door number one, door number two, door number three. You can claim that you're a victim of domestic abuse. Okay, check the box. You could claim that you have been targeted by vicious street gangs in your country. Could be in Haiti, could be the DR, the Trinitarios, could be in El Salvador, MS-13, uh, could be 18th Street in Mexico. Whatever it is, the prevailing street gang, you say that you're a victim of gang terrorism, and that may well be true. So they check off that box. Or you can say you live in a totalitarian uh, dictatorship or a country that has democracy, but because you were with the minority party, now the majority party in power is targeting you, so you've had to flee. Okay, you say you're, a, you're seeking political asylum. And then all of a sudden you disappear into the fabric of America, and we expect that you are going to surface wherever you're living one year from now and appear at an immigration and naturalization service, federal court, and actually argue your case for asylum. And if you lose, they go, they're going to pack your bags and ship you back to your country of origin. And the Democrats like to tell us, oh, 90% of those seeking asylum, they always show up uh, for their court hearing. Wrong. Uh, it is the job of Limigre, Immigration and Naturalization and ICE, to track where the illegals are settling to remind them, you know, your court date is September 19th. But then again, sanctuary cities and sanctuary states don't cooperate with ICE. Now, think of it. We're on the cusp of the 21st anniversary of the attack on 9-11. In the aftermath, the Department of Homeland Security was put together. If you remember, Bush uh, 43 appointed then Governor Ridge of Pennsylvania in charge of the Department of Homeland Security. One of the divisions created was ICE. ICE are brave men and women who go out there and try to prevent not only what happened in 9-11 where people were coming in, overstaying their visas, and then launching war against America as they crashed the planes into the World Trade Center, toppling them into the Pentagon, and the one uh, out in Pennsylvania that didn't uh, make its goal because of the heroic passengers who charged the terrorists and took them down in a field in western Pennsylvania. ICE was created to prevent that and also to go after illegal aliens here who either committed crime here or had committed crime in their countries of origin. And they get retainers. The computer spits out retainers. 
And the hero men and women of ICE, they have to put on a bulletproof vest. They have to go into neighborhoods that many of you would not even want to drive through or visit momentarily. And they have to knock on doors, sometimes kick in doors, and have to deal with sex traffickers, narco-terrorists. They have to deal with gangbangers. And they have to do the kind of job that local law enforcement is not permitted to do because if it is a municipality, that is a sanctuary. You can't even ask an illegal alien for their documents. You can't even ask them for identification. Likewise in states. So imagine in a city like New York, you go around, you're risking your life as an ICE agent. Started right after the attack of 9-11. You would think we would be very sensitive to that. That, wow, ICE, they're heroes, uh, men and women. We need to put them on a pedestal. When's the last time you saw a recognition ceremony of ICE agents? You never see that. Why? Because our former governor, Andrew Evilize Cuomo, called them thugs over and over again. Our present mayor, Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, has called them thugs. Democrats do not embrace ICE. ICE fulfill the duty that they were sworn upon the Constitution to fulfill, to protect us from those who overstay their visa, Those who are here illegally, who have committed crimes either here or in their country of origin. And most importantly, to make sure the people on the no-fly zone are not in America. Eighty-one of those who have been detained at the border, at the border crossings, uh, to date, have been on the no-fly restricted uh, 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 papers that exist to protect us from future terrorist attacks. Think of that, ladies and gentlemen. On the cusp of 9-11, we continue to vilify ICE. We don't uh, put them on a pedestal. We don't award them. We don't recognize them. You would think on 9-11, and this is what I'm suggesting now, when the ceremonies take place and the hallowed grounds of 9-11, and there will be dedications and there will be TV and radio programs dedicated to that, Do you think we could spend a little bit of time talking about the agency that was created in the aftermath of that devastating attack, ICE, Limigre, Immigration and Naturalization Service? Of course they won't do that. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. So Governor Abbott is like the cat that swallowed Tweety Bird. He has sent the illegals from the border to Washington. The mayor there wants the National Guard. No mas, no mas, she says. Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, says, no mas, no mas, we have too many. So he figures, okay, I'm gonna, I'll continue to send them there, but not as many. In fact, what I'll do is I'll bifurcate them. I'll put them on the Greyhound. They'll pound the hound to Chi-Town. Right, Chi-Town. Go there, and there are plenty of illegal aliens there already. Lots of Central Americans, lots of Mexicans. And so I'll fill up the cup of Mayor Lightfoot, a.k.a. Lightweight, who fancies herself as the mayor of a sanctuary city. When we come back, instead of welcoming the tired, the poor, the indigent, the illegals, Mayor Lightfoot has decided to call Greg Abbott, governor of Texas, a racist. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. No, it's not Greg Kelly. Yours truly, Curtis Lee. Well, Greg will be back with all of you on Monday, Labor Day, same time, same place. And I'll be taking you to the 3 o'clock hour. So, um, 
All of a sudden, Greg Abbott decided to take the illegals and have them pound the hound, the Greyhound, to uh, downtown State Street, uh, where the Greyhound bus terminal is, to be met by uh, Mayor Kathy uh, Lightfoot, a.k.a. Lightweight. I'm sure she had to go to get all dolled up, get her hairdressing uh, done, as she would do and justify it during the middle of the lockdown and the pandemic. But she decided not just to embrace illegal aliens, uh, as she has before in a number of communities in Chicago, uh, her and her predecessors, going back to uh, recently Mayor Daly, no, not the original Daly, uh, the son of Daly. They were sanctuary city then. And listen to what she had to say about Greg Abbott. She's accusing him, governor of Texas, by the way, married to a Latina, of being a racist. Governor Abbott's racist and xenophobic practices of expulsion have only amplified the challenges many of these migrants have experienced on their journey to find a safe place. The governor's actions are not just inhumane. They are unpatriotic. This cannot be who we are as Americans. We have to stand for a different and better set of principles. If we are going to be a leader in the world, on the international stage, but even here at home, we must reject these policies and practices and say, as Americans, we must do better. What the hell is she talking about? First of all, she uh, is mayor of the crime capital of America, Chi-Town, the drive-by capital of America, the carjacking capital of America, the gang capital of America, the murder capital of America. Citizens are saying, where the hell is our mayor at night? Is she like our mayor in New York City, Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan as crime continues to rise in uh, New York City? And she's out there partying to the wee hours of the dawn. I don't know. It's it's like uh, the, the Finnish prime minister, right? They're all partying. Party hardy. Yeah, let's do a work by day party at night. Not. So maybe it's up to Catholic charities, right? Catholic char- I'm sure Greg would not go in this direction, but I do. I am an AMP Catholic. Ashes on Wednesday, palms on Sunday. Then you don't see me for a month of Sundays. So I noticed when uh, Governor Greg Abbott first started putting the illegal aliens on the Greyhound to pound the hound of D.C. and the mayor there declared an emergency to federal city. Oh, we need the National Guard. Get out of here. Who got the federal contracts to house the illegal aliens, to give them their swag bags, to give them their Barack Obama cell phones? Catholic charities, millions and millions and millions of dollars. That's why the Cardinal in Washington say, Andale, Andale. We love them, we welcome them, and we make money off of them. And by the way, in our churches, if you go to our Roman Catholic churches and our parishes on Sunday, when they have the English-speaking mass, you can take a Brunswick bowling ball, roll it through the pews, and you won't hit anybody because sometimes the only people at a Mass on Sunday for an English-speaking Mass are recent widows who are dressed in black, and after a year, they're not coming back. It's almost a tradition of the family. Oh, they'll be at the Novenas, they'll do the Stations of the Cross and that. But there is limited participation from what we would have called the old traditional Catholics from Europe. Now, all of a sudden, you look at a Spanish-speaking mass at a Roman Catholic diocese church, and they're packed to the rafters. 
And it's the only time that the Catholic churches have a pack for the Spanish-speaking mass. And naturally, they pull the wicker baskets around. They'll take pesos. They'll take IOUs. They'll take anything. They're just happy to have anybody come into the church and hear uh, the priest say the mass and give out the sacraments. So this is all about filling up the pews so that they're no longer irrelevant and all of a sudden they no longer exist as they continue to close uh, Catholic churches throughout the country. So I noticed that our cardinal in New York, uh, Dolan, we love them, we welcome them. They just got a contract from New York City, $7 million to set up a uh, immigrant center, a processing center, in which they're using the facilities of the American Red Cross. Very lucrative, except they want volunteers to staff the processing center. They don't want to pay them. You know, you got to pay, uh, obviously, a minimum wage now. It's like 18 bucks and change. You got to give benefits to the workers. Oh, they want good-natured volunteers who are going to come at the beck and call of uh, Cardinal Dolan, by the way, who lives very ostentatiously in the rectory outside of St. Patrick's Cathedral. Hey, Cardinal Dolan. Slots of space in the rectory. Why don't you house some of the illegal aliens that you love and you welcome them? Of course not. This is all using the illegal aliens as political pawns and fiscal pawns. And all it signals to them south of the border is just keep coming. Just keep coming. Because Papa Chulo, Joe Biden, uh, said to uh, all of them, in his campaign against President Donald Trump at that time, who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? I'm your daddy. Come to America. And eventually, let's face it, look at what they already did in New York. They passed legislation so that if you're a green card holder, if you have a visa, you are going to be able to vote. Thankfully, the Republicans went to court and stopped that. But you know what the goal is here. Eventually, uh, to allow illegal aliens to vote, they'll reward the Democrats. We're getting 10,000 uh Wartime refugees from the Ukraine, many Republicans have told me on the slide, you know, they'll register as Republicans. They're very good Republicans like the Russians when they live here in America. Yeah, except in their case, they have to have sponsors the good old-fashioned way like our grandparents had. Somebody who actually signs and takes responsibility for them, who guarantees them a place to set, stay, and if they can't fend for themselves, the sponsor pays all their bills not to sucker taxpayers. Well, wait a second. If they're applying that to wartime refugees in need of sanctuary, 10,000 from the Ukraine, why don't we apply that to all immigrants who want to come into our country, legal or illegal? Huh? Makes sense, right? Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Uh, not Greg Kelly today. He'll be back with all of you on Monday, Labor Day. But it's yours truly, Curtis Sliwa. Take you to the 3 o'clock hour. Let's go to Mary in Long Island. Your turn to be heard here on the Greg Kelly Show. Hi, Curtis. How are you? Uh, not good. Now, I, well, hold on, Mary. Now that you ask, no, always- I'm really not good. My city is falling apart in front of me. I got illegal aliens flooding in every day. Uh, the Cardinal Dolan is acting like Santa Claus with our money. Hey, we love you. Come, come. Hey, but it's not your money, Cardinal. It's the sucker taxpayers' money that got to house them, give them Obama phones, and put them up in the Milford Plaza. I am not uh, a person that has no heart. I care for people in need. 
I'm a Roman Catholic, went, went a million years to Catholic schools. Uh, however, when the presidential light race was running, not one priest from his pulpit said, pick the, the president for the right to life. Never once. All they do is preach how we need to open our arms and open this and open that for all these people that are coming in. Well, Mary, Please. Mary, understand, understand. The Roman Catholic Church, like other um, other religions, is a business, first and foremost. It's based on dollars and cents, not faith. Mary, uh, do you go to a particular parish in Long Island? Yes, I do. St. Christopher's Church. Do they have a Spanish? Do they have a Spanish-speaking yeah. mass? Yes, they do. Seven p.m. on a Sunday. I bet you it's packed. Yeah. Yes, well, I haven't been there. Yeah, well, uh, Mary, Mary, you should go. And, hey, look, they they have Catholic believers in Mexico, Guatemala, Honduras, uh, El Salvador, Colombia, Venezuela, Cuba, even Cuba, even though they haven't been able to uh, perform as Catholics, uh, they know their roots. It's like Jews who escaped the old Soviet Union, the Refuseniks, uh, and came to America uh, their roots were in the Jewish faith, uh, Torah, Talmud, although i got to tell you, oftentimes, as a righteous Gentile, I know more about the Jewish faith than a lot of those Russians who came over here. <laughs> they, they, were, they were Jewish in name only. But the, I, I don't mind. I know, but, but Mary, you, 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 how, many donate, how many times does the wicker basket go up and down the pews when you go to Mass on Sunday? Twice. 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 And what is it for? Yeah. God only knows. Ah. Charities, this, that, and the other thing. The only time I give money now is for uh, the Right to Life March. Okay. In Washington, D.C. Okay. But I, I got to tell you, Mary, that they never explain it. The few times I've been to Mass, it's been a month of Sundays. The wicker basket goes up and down first. It's for the Bishop's Fund, then the Cardinal's Fund. Then it's for the fun to keep the Catholic school going. Hey, I understand that. Catholic school education is a good education. It should be vouchers. It should be to tax, uh, tuition tax credits, uh, for families who want to send their kids to parochial school. No doubt about it. But then all of a sudden, you, you know, imagine if they said, and this time we're putting the wicker baskets up and down to support the illegal aliens. Want to watch how many people have alligator arms? Oh, uh, well, I thought I had some loose change. I really, you know, what about you, Phil? No, no, no. Sally. No, no, no. Sophia. Oh, wait. You're Sophia and you're a Catholic? Are you sure? Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, let's go all the way to Ohio, the Buckeye State. And, Jay, your turn to be heard here on the Great Kelly Show, Jay. Curtis, it's not what they do, it's how they do it. And I talk <laughs> about the Catholic Church. Yep, yep. Now, Jay, uh, are you a Catholic? No, but I know people that are Catholic, and I, you know, and I know exactly what goes on because I go to Catholic Church sometimes. And I'm telling you, they're the sanctuary for the illegals, but they don't want to pay for them. Look, I don't mind. Catholics want to pay for the illegal aliens. That's fine. You make your donation in the Catholic Church. That's fine. But then you go for federal contracts because it's all a money-making operation uh, in order to take care of the illegal aliens who, A, are not getting vaccinated, are not being medically checked. Uh, their papers are not being uh, checked. Uh, it's an easy place where terrorists can come across the border, as we've seen, narco-terrorists, sex traffickers, people uh, traveling uh, as mules carrying drugs. All these things 
And yet now the Ukrainians are going to come over, war refugees, and they have to have a sponsor. And you scratch your head and you say, Jay, why the double standard? Why doesn't everybody have to have a sponsor? What about what about the the, the non-governmental agencies on the border that are, you know, facilitating, you know, gang members and criminals? And illegal um, aliens coming across the border. I got to tell you, Jay, uh, I've been down to the border, Texas border with Mexico. I've been down to the Arizona border with uh, Mexico and the California border with Mexico. So I've certainly seen it before the war was put up when it was easy to come across Ronald Reagan, who all of a sudden decided, you know what? Uh, you're all you're all OK. Everybody who snuck into the country is OK. Uh, we're going to start from day one in my administration, preventing illegal aliens from coming in. And he did nothing, Reagan, nothing. Because back then, the Republicans loved the illegal aliens because they worked for less money than an average American. See, notice how roles have reversed. Republicans loved illegal aliens back then. Democrats hated them because they were union folks. And unions always used to say illegal aliens, they, they're going to eat our lunch, our workers' lunch. Why would you hire a union guy or gal when you can have an illegal alien working at one-tenth the rate and plus with no benefits? And now all of a sudden, 50 years later, it's in complete reverse. The Democrats love the illegals and the Republicans I say, no, 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 no sanctuary. You see, if you're around long enough, you see that everything goes into a full circle. It's not what's in the best interests of America it's in what's in the best interest of the two political parties who have the only say in America that we fund, we pay for their conventions. Anyone else with a different idea, third party, you're on the outside looking in. Anyway, let's go to Tom in Orange County. Your turn to be heard here on the Greg Kelly Show, Tom. Hello, Curtis. How are you? Can you hear me? Uh, I'm not doing well. My city is falling apart and we're being invaded. Okay, fair enough. Here's the deal. A young lady just called you from Long Island, and she was talking about her faith, and and then you proceeded. And first of all, big fan of you, Curtis, big fan. But for you to diminish and, and slander the faith by calling the Roman Catholic faith strictly a business is, is very short-sighted and it's insulting. Now, is there a business side to the faith? There's a business side to any institution. But the main objective of the Roman Catholic faith, and sometimes you may not hear it from the pulpit like the woman was discussing, is to get souls to heaven. There is a business side of it, but for you to say it's strictly a business is insulting to every Roman Catholic in the city of New York and the state. In fact, well, let me ask you a question, Tom. Uh, then why doesn't Catholic Charities just do a collection on Sunday of those who are followers and use that money to support the illegal aliens coming in? Why do they want federal funds? Why do they want taxpayer dollars? First of all, I agree with you totally on the way Catholic Charities is mishandling this whole thing. You're not, you, you know, I am on your side with that. I, I have questioned the Cardinal publicly and, and the way they make expenses. There's no questions. I have no problem with you calling out the expenses and Catholic Charities. In fact, in my opinion, they're complicit in some of this. I've seen some information that they're part of this. No argument. I'm talking about the faith part of your Okay, house. all right. I tell you what, since you've met me halfway, Tom, I'm going to meet you halfway to those who are true believers in the faith, to those who obviously take their religious convictions of the Roman Catholic faith very seriously. I apologize to them, Tom, but I think you are my brother in solidarity when we look at the business aspect and we say 
that illegal aliens pouring in is big business for Catholic charities because they don't pay for them. We, the taxpayers, pay for them through the federal funds, state funds, and city funds, Tom. I agree with you 100%. You and I got a picture together outside East 51st Street a couple months ago. Uh, you're a good man. I appreciate you taking the call. God bless you, and uh, God bless the work you do. And my best to Greg Kelly as well. Thank you. Mea copa, mea copa, mea maxima copa. I wonder if this means that i got to go to a novena now and light some candles. Oh, that's right. You can't light candles anymore. They're all electric. But you got to pop the coin in. Should I do the Stations of the Cross? Because I have offended uh, some uh, who are true believers in the Roman Catholic faith. Maybe when I do my Stations of the Cross, I will have broken glass down on the ground. And as I go on my knees from station to station, I cut my knees. Oh, that's right. It's the blood stigmata. I can then claim blood stigmata. Like, oh, my God, I'll never forget. Now it's the baseball season. Kurt Schilling years ago, Boston Red Sox. We were ahead of the Red Sox on our way to the World Series against the St. Louis Cardinals. And then all of a sudden he had the blood in his sock, Kurt Schilling. It was the stigmata. The curse of Babe Ruth was over. Was that a sign from J.C.? But then again, isn't Kurt Schilling now on the outside looking in because of his politics? They won't let him into the Hall of Fame. Look at him. He beat the Yankees, right? Broke the curse of Babe Ruth. Won for Arizona in the World Series against the Yankees. I saw that with my own eyes. He's a great pitcher. Hey, he's a bit of a loon. You know, he's a conspiracy crackpot. But what the hell? He doesn't. He's not entitled to be in the Hall of Fame because of that? Anyway, our number is 1-800-848-9222. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Now, it's Curtis Lee. We're here thinking uh, how many of you uh, were hemorrhaging at the thought that some of these hipsters and millennials were having their student loans paid off to the tune of about 10000 or for the Pell Grants, 20000 many of the Pell Grants being rip-offs to begin with. Now, I know this, uh, even as a high school graduate, dropout, not even graduate, kicked to the curb by the Jesuits at Brooklyn uh, Prep in my stu- senior year, student government president. I never looked back. Started pumping gas, uh, stacking shelves at an EMP as a uh, night manager, what they call a key man. And then uh, my claim to fame, I guess, is as the night manager of Mickey D's uh, McDonald's uh, when the Bronx was burning. And I started the Guardian Angels patrolling the streets, the subways, uh, the parks uh, of the Bronx in New York City on February 13th of 1979. Now we do it in 13 countries and 130 cities all over the globe. But it's interesting. I had to have a good belly laugh. People, oh, you know, you, you shake your hand. It's a bond. Yeah, you said you were going to pay that loan back. How dare they forgive that loan? I said to myself, excuse me, 2008, the fiscal world almost imploded from those uh, 
Oh, that's right. The, <laughs> the banks, what do they call it? They survived quantitative easing. What does that term mean, right? They ripped us off. The hedge fund monsters, right? Wall Street caused us to implode. Subprime mortgage. Democrats and Republicans had their beak in the trough. They knew that people who would get these subprime mortgages four years later would not be able to pay the mortgage, the VIG, and that you would have to repo the house, right? You'd have to foreclose. They knew it was all going to implode, but they were so greedy for the money. So the economy implodes. The world's economy is on the edge. The Treasury Secretary at that time, another graduate of Goldmine Sachs, like all the other thieves, says, oh, we got to bail out Wall Street. Not Main Street, Wall Street. We got to forgive everything. And then we got to give them money with no interest. Where was everybody bellyaching then? I mean, so now you got hipsters and millennials said, hey, you bailed out the banks. You bailed out the hedge fund monsters. How come you don't bail me out? Meantime, who's getting the $10,000? It ain't the uh, student loan uh, folks. It's the banks. And by the way, one more thing. Next online, they're going to want to be bailed out. All these Bitcoin bandits, these cryptocurrency Ponzi schemers, and these blockchain ripoff artists. They're all imploding now. Watch. They're going to be online. They're going to want us, the sucker taxpayers, to bail them out. And you know why that might happen? Because they wine-dined and pocket-lined elected officials. From Suarez in Miami, the Republican mayor who thinks he's going to become the next Republican candidate. <laughs> to uh, Eric Adams, the swagger man, the Democrat in New York who thinks he's going to become the next Democratic presidential nominee. <laughs> uh, they've supported the Bitcoin bandits and the Bitcoin bandits have supported them and they want them to be unregulated. Now they're going to want a bailout. Guarantee you as they implode, they're going to want a bailout. Anyway, let's go, if we can, to, um, uh, let's go to Pete, who's calling from Piscataway, New Jersey. Your turn to be heard here on the Greg Kelly Show, Pete. Hello, Curtis. I think like you, I don't trust the politicians in Washington, D.C. I think they're greedy, and they're down in Washington, D.C. to butter their own bread. The way to get rid of them is to have term limits, and that's who I'd back. Running for president. You want term limits? You got my vote. Well, look, Pete, makes sense already. President has to abide by term limits. Uh, If they're lucky enough to get elected a second time after getting elected a first, that's it. Eight years, gone. Everybody else, like Chuck Schumer, like Mitch McConnell, swimming in the bourbon, they're there in perpetuity. Come on, this is nuts. It should be term limits. But think about this. They go to Washington, D.C. to get wine, dined, and pocket lined by lobbyists. And they all line up, regardless of who they are, Democrats, Republicans, and they're all there to put their beak in that trough. The only thing uh, I ever agreed with Hillary, she said, you know, every American should have a lobbyist because if you don't have a lobbyist, you, uh, you're getting uh, ugats, you're getting bupkis. And they're absolute, she was absolutely right. Because that's what Washington is based on. It's all about the money. Look at how many who are elected into office are millionaires. And if they're not millionaires before they get elected, they're millionaires by the time they leave office. How did they make millions 
while they were in elective office, and then they complain. Like, they oh, I gave up on a law career, a business career, to be a selfless service. Nobody asked you to. You raise millions of dollars for a job that maybe pays $250,000 a year with benefits, and you're crying to us that you gave up a lot for us. No, you didn't. You're in better shape after you get out of office with a lifetime pension, even if you just serve maybe two terms as a congressman. That's four years. Lifetime pension. Lifetime health benefits. Stop this nonsense. Anyway, let's go, if we can, to Bob, who's on the line from New Jersey. Your turn to be heard here on The Greg Kelly Show, Bob. Hey, Curtis. First of all, I am not a MAGA Republican. I am a MAGA independent, and I vote. Thank you for being so laser-focused on the issues and telling us how it is. One other quick point before I get to Joe Biden and the Democrats and their racist baloney that they throw at us, I really think you need to talk to Mr. Kasimatidis and get the 10 o'clock to 1 o'clock a.m. time slot. We need to hear you during the week and during the daytime hours. Well, no, I, I appreciate that. Uh, trust me, I've had those conversations. Uh, I, I have told every talk show host and hostess here, I am into real estate. That means you provide me the real estate, I'm going to eat up to talk time. I'm on all weekend long at WABC, morning, noon, and night. Uh, overnights, the other side of midnight, from 12 midnight to 6, I take you to the break of dawn. Then on Saturday afternoons, it's Left versus White, uh, Anthony Weiner. That's right, the former congressman, uh, he's on the left, I'm on the right. Then on Sundays, I do 3 to 5 on my own solo, uh, rip and read the issues of the day, and then it's all call-generated. I never have guests. It's all call-generated, and then I finish up 9 to 11. Again, call-generated Sunday nights, and then 11 to 12, the most listened to, most called in, most requested of all the hours that I do at WABC, my uh, mothership station, which the acronym stands for Always Broadcasting Curtis, the Animal Welfare Edition. It's myself and my wife, Nancy, who is uh, animal rescuer par excellence, and we talk about all kinds of animal issues. By the way, for those of you who love horses, and want to end the horse carriage industry in New York City like it's been ended throughout the world, even in third world countries, replaced by electric carriages so that the horse carriage drivers still have employment. 71% of New Yorkers now want to eliminate the horse carriage industry so that the horses can be retired to sanctuary farms in Pennsylvania, live out their life, play and frolic as they were birthed to do, and then the drivers will have employment as electric carriage drivers as they now do in third world countries. When I was in Bombay, right, they used to have horse-drawn carriages. Now they call it Mumbai. They have electric carriages. Well, what's the deal? Why do we torture these animals? Uh, you're not going to want to miss the Animal Welfare Edition. By the way, if you'd like to hear all the different sh- uh, shows I do, go to WABCRadio.com. You can uh, hear it. Uh, on the podcast, that's WABCRadio.com. But I like that idea. 10 o'clock to 1 o'clock hour. Yeah, two hours before. I don't know. Sometimes that's not necessarily my cup of tea. But we'll see. We'll see. Anyway, let's go to Doug in New York. Your turn to be heard here on The Greg Kelly Show. What's up, my man, Curtis? 
What's up? My city is destroyed. Uh, the swagger man with no plan. The mayor had a birthday party last night where all he wanted to uh, have is to get wine dined in the parking line. He doesn't care about the city. He just cares about himself, like most politicians. That guy's a mutt. But in any event, I have a question for you. I wonder if the brainiacs, these pineapples, Hochul, and uh, Adams, they want to do away with, they put these no gun zone signs up, right? But do they forget that after Giuliani, they stopped the uh, stop and frisk? So how the hell do you know who the hell's coming in with or without a gun? You must stop and frisk to find out, correct? Brilliant, Doug. are actually putting these signs up. Are they, are they that stupid? Doug, you are brilliant because just yesterday I was in Times Square. I saw those signs, a no-gun zone, and tourists were asking me, gee, it must be pretty dangerous around here. You think they're coming back? Hell no. You think they're going to stop and frisk thugs and thugettes and those who legally are able to carry a concealed gun? No. And the answer of Governor Crime Wave Hochul, that's why you got to vote for Lee Zeldin in the upcoming election on November 8th to bring back law and order to the state of New York, is that if you disagree with Kathy Crime Wave Hochul, pack your bags and go to Florida. And we're here to say that the era of Trump and Zeldin and Molinaro, just jump on a bus and head down to Florida where you belong, okay? Get out of town. Get out of town. Because you, re- you don't represent our values. You are not New Yorkers. Yeah, I'm not a New Yorker, right? Because I happen to be one of five and a half million Republicans. I think, lady, grandma from Buffalo, that I've earned the right to improve and not to move. I'm not going to Florida. I'm going to stay and fight for what I know is right. And I'm hoping that so many of you in the Greg Kelly audience will continue to take that stand if you can. But if you decide that you can't live with such a poor quality of life uh, so dangerously in the streets of New York City and other cities throughout New York State, I understand if you have to leave. South of the Mason-Dixon line of Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Florida, Texas, Tennessee, and parts unknown. But for the rest of you, let's stop, improve, don't move, and fight for what we know is right. Elect Lee Zeldin, our next governor. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.